Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm Dr. Gina. Welcome to Primetime. It's T-minus seven days until the day when Joe Biden will speak to the press. We're all waiting on the edge of our seats in anticipation, although I still can't figure out why it takes a week for him to walk from the Oval Office to the press briefing room. Because it seems to me like if you decide you're gonna talk to people, you just go talk to them. But even if he's sitting right now in his comfy recliner in the White House residence in the East Wing, watching old Leave It to Beaver episodes or something, it's still only a three minute walk over to the press briefing room in the West Wing. So why the wait? Is he hoping the border crisis will go away by then? Because we know what's what the press is going to ask him about. I mean, that's what they're going to ask him about. Or maybe Kamala plans to take over by then and old Joe can just head over to the, I don't know, to have his lunch. Anyway, now the cable news networks are really hoping for some action to take place at next week's press conference because their ratings are in the tank since Biden moved into 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. In the industry, they're calling it the Trump slump. Although it should probably be called the Biden slump, but I guess even this is Donald Trump's fault somehow, too, because pretty much everything is. Variety made a graph of the ratings drop in cable news shows since November, and you can see that Don Lemon and Anderson Cooper over at CNN have lost a whopping 32% of their viewers. And Cuomo at CNN has lost over 28% of his viewers in that same time period. Now, MSNBC also had a big ratings drop, but not as bad as CNN. And Fox also suffered some. But the, the literary industry is trying hard not to suffer that same fate. Just the News is reporting that a dozen writers are interviewing President Trump for their books. The list includes reporters from The New York Times, The Wall Street Journal, The Washington Post, and ABC News. And there are a few others, including conservative authors that I personally know of that have already interviewed the president who are not actually named in this news story. But I just see these folks around town, so I happen to know. So hold off before buying Trump books written by New York Times columnists. Uh, but at least they are smart enough to recognize that Trump sells. That brand sells, even though the cable news networks haven't quite figured that out yet. Anyway, all right, let's head out around America to our boots on the ground where all the action is happening. First to Washington, D.C., at the Fast File Reporter at Just the News, Nicholas Sherman. Nicholas, great to have you. Good to have you with us tonight. Thanks for being here. Great. Thank you so much for having me. President Trump pretty proud of Operation Warp Speed and urged people to take the vaccine if they'd like to. But the Biden folks didn't really appreciate that so much. And you've been talking about that. Tell us. Yeah, I just think it's really interesting or maybe funny. Uh, for the past four years, we've been told that Trump supporters hinge on his every word, uh, especially the last couple of months after the riot at Capitol Hill. And, and now that maybe Trump's going to say something nice or something positive about the virus or the vaccine, 
uh, he, d he doesn't want it. He doesn't want any uh, nice press to go to Trump. And uh, Nicholas, you know, there's a news conference supposedly coming up next week, and uh, everybody's looking forward to seeing what Joe Biden has to say. Um, do you have any predictions on that? I have no idea. Uh, the last couple of things he's been saying haven't really amounted to much in my, my mind. Um, it could go from anything from the border crisis, if anyone mentions it. Uh, the Homeland Security uh, Secretary refused to call it a crisis at the border uh, during the, his last uh, House committee meeting. So who, who knows yeah. what he'll say? That's the fun part. Yeah. Uh, you know, I noticed, I get these press pools, uh, I'm sure you get them as well, um, where, we, where it tells you basically everything happening at the White House all day, every day. And uh, of course, with Donald Trump, it was Donald Trump this, Donald Trump that, Donald Trump this, you know, and, and the, the president did this, president did that. And all day long, there was just a, a million and one activities that Donald Trump did every single day. And it would go from literally sun up until the wee hours. Um, and then there would be some things also that the vice president would do. But I've noticed in those press pools, I, I only see vice presidential activity. I, I, I'm not seeing a lot of um, Joe Biden doing much activity. And I just wondered if you'd noticed those same patterns, if you've talked to other folks in the press that have noticed that pattern, and to what you credit this bizarre behavior. Well, I'm clearly not popular enough to be access, have access to those press pools, so maybe you'll have to help me. Um, I think it's just I think it's just clear that they're kind of grooming, for lack of a better word, Kamala Harris uh, to succeed him after he's after he's done. I mean, she did poorly in the uh, elections, um, the primaries, and he he picked her. So I think obviously they're trying to get her as much experience as she can uh, for to pad up her resume for 2024. All right, Nicholas, thank you so much for being with us. Have a great night. Thank you. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Now Great, thanks. Now out to Denver to our RAV headquarters in Colorado to Jessica Rivera. Jessica, what do you have for Dr. us today? Dr. Gina, President Joe Biden's Associate Attorney General nominee Vanita Gupta has allegedly been helping Mexican cartels in their heroin and methamphetamine production by way of owning $11 million to $55 million of stock in the American company Aventor, according to Gupta's financial disclosures. Avantor has been selling a certain chemical to Mexico, which ends up in the hands of the cartels, which they then in turn make heroin and meth with. Gupta's father is also on the board for Avantor. In 2012, as the ACLU's deputy legal director, Gupta called for the decriminalization of all drugs. And just this summer, she called for the defunding of police. But Gupta is now backtracking, saying she no longer supports legalizing drugs or defunding the police. Republican Senator Tom Cotton has been fighting against Gupta's nomination since she is also heavily endorsed for the Department of Justice position by George Soros-supported prosecutors across the country. These are the same prosecutors who have contributed to the rising crime all over the nation and are pushing for drugs to be legal. But Dr. Gina, since this information about Gupta has surfaced, Avantor says they have stopped all sales to Mexico and they've also said they did not knowingly sell the chemical to the cartels. So I gave Avantor the benefit of the doubt because it is very possible that they really did have no idea about their chemical getting into the hands of Mexican cartels for drug making. But then I researched the chemical, which is known as acetic anhydride, and I found it's banned in many countries. Why? 
because it is a well-known chemical that is used as a major ingredient in making heroin and bombs like IEDs. So with that information, it's very hard to believe that Avantor had so many orders for this specific chemical going into Mexico, which is obviously very well known as one of the world's major hubs for heroin and meth production and trafficking. So Dr. Gina Gupta's background is very sordid, but it seems to come with the territory. It seems like that is what you need in order to be a nominee for the Biden administration. So we'll have to see if it goes through. Back to you. More controversy. Thank you so much, Jessica. Now back out to D.C. to the RAV studios there. Sophie Mann has some John Kerry news. Go ahead, Sophie. Hey, Dr. G. Well, it looks like John Kerry is at it again. The special presidential envoy for climate was photographed Wednesday sitting on a commercial flight without a mask on. Hmm, that's funny. So Kerry was seated in first class aboard an American Airlines flight prior to takeoff when a fellow passenger snapped a pic of him reading what looked to be documents, potentially government ones, uh, maskless. The photo went viral on Twitter as one of the commentators said it must be hard to be an elite hypocrite. Uh, after the photo went viral, American Airlines actually weighed in to say masks are required on board our aircraft and we're looking into this. Are they really though? Regardless, Kerry later responded to the photo writing, feels like there's some St. Patrick's Day malarkey afoot on Twitter. Let's be clear, if I dropped my mask to one ear on a flight, it was a momentary, it was momentary. I wear my mask because it saves lives and stops the spread. It's what the science tells us to do. But do you really believe him? It seems like a major hypocrite alert to me. This is also not the first time that John Kerry has gotten in trouble for bending rules that he believes should be applied to others. Some Twitter users facetiously uh, congratulated the Democrat for flying commercial at all, since even in his position as climate envoy, he has often been known to take private jets to his locations of choice. We'll keep you posted on all that and more. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I thought that he took private jets a lot of these places. Um, he's been known to do that while battling uh, climate problems, I guess. Um, and we are going to talk about this particular story a little bit later in the show because there have been many a conservative band, uh, supposedly because their masks just slipped down for a moment. But apparently John Kerry isn't a conservative, and so that may not be the consequence he pays. We're going to have this discussion with some who've been banned a little later on here on Dr. Gina Primetime. Now out to the left coast to our West Coast correspondent, Amanda Head. Amanda, great to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for having me on. Amanda, your recall signatures are all turned in, so now it's time to go to Disneyland. But Amanda, they have some odd rules at theme parks in California now, don't they? Yes, indeed. Yeah. So just to update you on those numbers, uh, the deadline was yesterday. The final tally was 2,117,730. I calculated a 17% rejection rate, which is actually pretty high. They estimate that it's only going to be about 12%. But even if you go with the higher number, 17% rejection, that still gives them 1,757,715. So I think that this is a, a green light effort so it's just a matter of when this recall election is going to take place as you and I have discussed Democrats are trying to push it 
to the next regularly scheduled primary to try to turn out more Democrats to vote, but we shall wait and see when that election is called. But yes, with respect to amusement parks, of course, we have Disneyland, we have California Adventure, Six Flags, lots of theme parks across California, and they are trying to pass the rule that you cannot scream on roller coasters. Now, what's interesting to me about this is that masks are also required at these theme parks at all times, so this seems pretty unenforceable to me because if someone's wearing a mask, you're not going to see them scream. So if they're going to attempt to enforce it, they're going to have to request that other roller coaster riders narc on each other. But if you are downwind of someone who screams, how are you going to know if it was the person beside you or someone in front of you who screamed? And again, if masks work, why can't we scream on roller coasters? <laughs> Don't ask logical questions, Amanda. I you know. can't get logical answers when you're doing liberal think, you know? So you just have to <laughs> you just have to roll along with the with the fantasy because it all is fantasy and none of it's frankly based on actual science. So there you go. There's your answer, Amanda. See, I answered you. Wasn't that easy? <laughs> yeah, but you use logic, Gina. That's the problem. Yeah, it's, it's, it, logic is banned now, along with Dr. Seuss and along with probably Miss Piggy and uh, whomever else these days. So logic is out the door under at least uh, for the moment. Hopefully we'll, we'll work on getting it back. Amanda, thank you so much for those updates. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Coming up, the cable news ratings are in the tank. So what can they do to spice things up in cable news? Mark Simone is up next with all the answers. Stick around. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. Now, the cable news networks are hurting badly. Their ratings are in the tank since Joe Biden took the oath of office. Variety magazine calls it the Trump slump, but I call it the Biden slump because not everything can be Trump's fault. Here with me now, New York City radio talk show host and my good friend that I've been doing TV with for about as long as I can remember doing TV, Mark Simone. Mark, great to see you. Thanks for being with us tonight. Yeah, we've been doing TV so long. I think we were on the Milton Berle show together in 1948. <laughs> we were on Ed Sullivan once together. <laughs> Yeah, those Johnny Carson days, <laughs> they were good ones. Mark, um, CNN primetime has lost about a third of its viewership since November. You know, and, and you would think that at some point, you know, that would drive what they would do, but it never, ever seems to affect. It seems like what they want to market to their audience matters a lot more to them than just presenting the news, right, as honestly as they possibly can. And sometimes that might mean telling the other side of the story and uh, allowing a conservative voice now and then. They used to. 
Yeah, I give them credit. They stand on their principles. They'll bankrupt the whole <laughs> network. They'll go out of business. They'll lower their ratings just to be so filled with Trump hatred. You know, it's uh, interesting. People that watch uh, you or hosts they like, if there's big news, they watch. And if there's not big news, they watch. They like watching you. But it's clear with CNN and MSNBC, it's only when there's big anti-Trump stuff happening that they watch. You could see the spikes. Whenever Trump had a big problem, it would spike up. And once Trump was gone, it just dropped 50 percent, just like that, which means half the audience doesn't like Don Lemon and doesn't care about Chris Cuomo and isn't going to watch Anderson Cooper. They were there for the Trump hatred. No Trump hatred. They're not watching. Same thing with MSNBC. Uh, and that tells you all you need to know about the uh, relationship those hosts have with the audience or lack of it. Well, and frankly, just the whole never Trump thing. I mean, that that particular the reaction to that audience has pulled people away from a lot of networks that even were traditionally conservative. And that means that those audiences are going somewhere. They're looking for alternative networks. And uh, we, we thankfully, uh, we've grown, I think, about uh, 25 million households just since the election. And part of it has to be due to the fact that the Trump audience wants, you know, we do mostly news, mostly hard news during the day. We get into opinion, like my show at night, my show's opinion. I don't hide from that. That's pretty obvious. Um, but, you know, our audience is looking for some balance. They want to know when they're getting news. They want to know when they're getting opinion. But they don't want someone who's just there to say, never Trump, never Trump, orange man bad. You know, I have TDS, you know, glowing <laughs> all over me. They don't want that, Mark. And so you'd think at some point people would tend to come off of that, but it's almost like they double down. Yeah, well, you know, also, you're likable. you got a personality. You're smiling. You're fun. People like you. I, I, that's what you want. That's the whole idea of television. I don't want to turn on CNN and watch this angry, sneering, bitter, angry, hate-filled uh, anchor who's looking down on all of America, who's always angry and everything's wrong. It's not great television. You know, I think the reason this cancel culture has gotten so big uh, there was a book once about the mentality of the mob, the liberal mob. They need a demon. They need a boogeyman to go after them, to get the torches right. and run and, uh, and march. And that was Donald Trump. So with no Trump, I think that's why the cancel culture. Now they're looking for a boogeyman to create, whether it's Dr. Seuss or Mr. Potato Head or somebody to go after. They need, they're trying to create new content to replace Trump. Uh, there's there's one great story that's uh, Andrew Cuomo and they they don't really want to do that so that's why the cancel culture yeah. that's why looking for new villains. Yeah, I mean that's exactly that was actually going to be my next question to you is if the cable news would just report the news like reporting the border crisis or heaven forbid the nursing home scandal or or even just giving you know an, an apt amount of attention an appropriate amount of time to real news stories that affect real people, that would seem to probably placate audiences enough that they wouldn't, the, the, by and large, the, the regular audiences out there, those that don't think super critically, um, they, they probably would just stay where they were. They, they wouldn't change. But it's that people have decided, Mark, that these news networks are so completely biased and so angry, as you mentioned, and it's just not fun or even informative to actually watch the news anymore, that they are moving on. And I hear people say all the time, 
you know, I'm not, I'm either not watching the news at all, and I hear that a lot, and I say, oh, no, don't do that. Come over here. But then I hear all the time people say, I just, I've gotten in the habit now of watching your network or one like yours because we just, I just don't want the negativity and all the bias anymore. So I, I, I for the life of myself, Mark, can't understand why they won't just throw a bone to their audience once in a while. It makes no sense to me when it comes down to dollars and cents and actual survival, which it really does for some of these networks at this point. Yeah, well, you know, listen, that's why Jeff Zucker's leaving CNN. He announced he's going at the end of the year because he sees nothing on the horizon that'll save them. Uh, you know, like when you have a problem that you cover, it's a real problem. That border crisis, people look at the video and they see that's a crisis, yeah. you know, and the uh, crazy liberal networks, they try to create a crisis like... Uh, White supremacists. I, you ever met a white supremacist? I haven't. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a couple dozen of them somewhere in a truck somewhere, but it's not a real problem people are dealing with. Or, uh, you know, you know, they kept trying to create this, uh, some militias coming to take over the Capitol at any moment. You yeah. know, what's a militia? It's a, twelve hillbillies in a truck. You can't defend yourself against that. What are you going to do about Iran or Russia or anything? So, uh, even the left wing not buying these uh, crises and not not watching anymore. Yeah, and, and really, the you're right, this this white supremacy narrative that's gotten out there, you have to really wonder about the people building that because it, it makes you think, gosh, you know, if, the, if they are pushing that constantly at people, it's going to do one of two things. It's either going to cause some sort of this bizarre liberal guilt among that those audience members, or it's going to make people react hostily. The mentally frail are going to react hostily, and you're going to create a problem where there wasn't even a problem. I love that one interview. I can't think of the guy's name. My daughter posted it on Instagram just the other night, the actor. Um, and I think it was Morgan Freeman where he said, I don't want you to refer to me as a black man anymore. And I don't want a black history month. And he said, and, and he was interviewing, um, I believe it was with Bill O'Reilly. And Bill O'Reilly, I believe, no, you know who it was? It was, um, Oh, I'm losing the whole thought now. But it was he was Jewish. The interviewer was Jewish. And he said, I don't want a Jewish History Month either because why do I just deserve one month? Why not two? And why do you need to call me a Jewish person? What about what Dr. Martin Luther King said? Colorblind. Let's just refer to each other as Americans. But they seem to lose that, and they want to pull this constant, you know, you're a racist if you happen to have this skin color or that skin color, which anymore in America, we're such a melting pot, Mark, as you know, you can't tell what race someone is just by looking at their skin color. You know, it's like whenever I watch a Sunday show like Meet the Press, if it's a conservative columnist, they'll introduce them by saying, here's conservative columnist so-and-so. Never once did they ever introduce a guest saying, here's liberal commentator so-and-so. Here's liberal Great columnist. Point. Yeah, so, and I guess it's because they're all liberals and the conservative is such the rare freaky exception on a Sunday show that they have to mention it. That is such a great point, Mark. I never thought of that before. I guess you're supposed to assume that if they're conservative, they're right wing. But if they're anything but a conservative, they're just straight down the middle. But, of course, that's not true. And we know that from watching them over and over again while they spout their liberal rhetoric that really isn't mainstream. I mean, we really are a center-right country. And it makes you wonder if they're just going to continue to get away with uh, this preaching of this narrative that is so ridiculously far left. It's not even just liberal anymore. It really is left-wing. It really is socialist, as you know. We have Joe Biden. Uh, he's going to deal with the press finally next week, a week from today, actually. He's going to do a press conference. Uh, Mark, do you think he's going to say something that will help pick up the cable news ratings and bump them back up to where they want to be again? Do you think they'll get their Donald Trump ratings back? No, uh, I'm afraid not. See, what, what the problem <laughs> is when you have a 
special needs president like we have now, uh, and this has never been done before, except maybe in Russia, the Soviet Union. The press conference is two weeks from now. Questions must be submitted. Jen Psaki put out that memo. Submit your questions two weeks in advance. We'll let you know if your question is approved. Now, why wow. would you need the question weeks in advance? Obviously, the answers will be prepared, rehearsed. Uh, there'll be a teleprompter that we won't see because it'll be like a Zoom press conference. Uh, but I have never, there's never, I've asked other White Houses, they've never done that where questions have to be submitted two weeks in advance and approved. You know Donald Trump, walk right over to any group of reporters, no matter how nasty, and answer every question. What a difference. What a difference. And then the, the radio in his ear talking too, and then half the time repeating <laughs> what the radio says, like salute the troops. <laughs> yeah, just that moment, like that, that was just very, very telling. But you know what I have noticed? is that folks like you on your show and uh, like most of us in conservative talk, if that's what you want to call us, or, or those of us who just aren't so flagrantly socialist, um, we're not bashing him as a human. Even though he's pretty bashable when you consider the money that his family took from China and the deals that he seems to be uh, seems to have made with them, at least his son Hunter Biden, and the ties that he has there, and the scandals with each one of his appointments, and the fact that he first came in and destroyed jobs, but no one really seems to be personally insulting Joe Biden to the degree they could. Most people even seem to be pretty deferential to the fact this looks like elder abuse. Y'all should really do something for this poor man that you are propping up like a puppet. Um, and, and even with Kamala, I'm not hearing the level of orange man bad that we heard with Trump regarding Kamala. I'm not really hearing that. People seem to be handling it pretty professionally. I think there's really a big difference in just the honesty level uh, between pundits on each side of the aisle. Do you see that? Well, yeah, it's not hatred. Listen, there's nobody sillier than Joe Biden. He never, never really wears a mask. He pretends he does. But notice, whenever he leaves the podium, he forgets it because he's not used to wearing it. Uh, he pretends he has these dogs. We just met a couple days ago, and now they're gone. And uh, He never knows what's going on. He is a silly kind of guy, but I don't hate the guy. Uh, and I'm sure Pre President Trump did something wrong here and there, but uh, it's just a mistake. I don't go into a rage. I mean, the left wing, in fact, all of you left wing uh, Trump haters, could you explain to us what did this guy do to set you up so much? You didn't like Reagan. I know we get that. You didn't like Nixon. But you went into a rage like we've never seen before about Donald Trump. We still don't know what this tantrum was all about. Well, I think threatening their uh, their little cushy way of life that they had for a very <laughs> long time. And it was you pat my back, I'll pat yours. And it all worked very well for all of the establishment on both sides of the aisle, which is why we have a lot of Republican never-Trumpers also. Mark Simone, uh, great to have you. Always such a fun time when you're with me on whatever whatever TV environment it is and hopefully many more years to come. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Coming up, I'm going to talk to some people who were banned for life from American Airlines for doing what John Kerry did and there are photographs of that. We're going to talk about it coming up next here on Dr. Gina Primetime. Stay where you are. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. Now, our esteemed climate czar, John Kerry, is a known hypocrite. He is used to flying private while lecturing you on how you need to stop using fossil fuels. So he decided he would mix with the common folk and take a commercial flight on American Airlines. But that only brought more controversy because John Kerry is not used to following rules that he lays out for you or us peasants, we peasants, I guess. He was busted for not wearing a mask while reading a book in first class on an American Airlines flight. And the Tennessee Star printed the pictures of John Kerry breaking the rules. American Airlines says they are looking into this, quote, unquote. But why wasn't the plane brought to the ground at the closest airport and Kerry marched off the plane in handcuffs? You know, that's what would happen if any of you or I did that. Will John Kerry be banned for life, like so many of us have been from American Airlines? Here with me now to discuss, David Harris, Jr. David, welcome back to the show. Good to have you. Always great to be here, Dr. Gina. Thank you so much. David, John Kerry, um, you know, probably should have stick, stuck to uh, flying private, I guess. Um, but, you know, here's the thing. When you look at the differences between why John Kerry was permitted to read a book and fly with his mask off, um, your, your story, which I want you to tell, I'm just going to look for the differences here, and we're just going to talk about it like that. And I do want to note, before I say anything else, um, that American Airlines was invited. I invited them several different ways, via email, also via private message on Twitter, which I private messaged with them many times before because I've had many um, questions for them during this whole thing uh, and before um, because they've become very bureaucratic over the last couple of years um, and so they were they were very much invited on this show to have a spokesperson here tonight and uh, did decided not to do that uh, but David tell us what happened to you why you were banned so my wife and I were traveling from San Francisco back to Texas uh, this was last summer and this was when they allowed medical exemptions. Um, we checked the exemptions. There's things on there for anxiety. There's things on there for uh, a variety of reasons. And you do not have to list what your reason for claiming exemption is. Uh, all you okay. have to do is claim your medical exemption. And uh, that's what we had been doing. Uh, we did on that flight specifically, leaving uh, San Francisco. And there was a couple in first class that were just having a fit that they let us on the plane without a mask. So the pilot literally came out and began talking to them. We're sitting back kind of in the middle of the plane. We could see this happening. And uh, then the pilot gets on the loudspeaker and says, you know, we're gonna, uh, I'm gonna get on the phone. I'm gonna make sure that everybody is following the rules and then uh, he'll, I'll come back to you. So he comes back like 15 minutes later and he says, I've made several phone calls. Everybody's following the rules. So if anybody has an issue, we will we'll gladly rebook you on another flight. Basically saying, you know, we're in our rights and we're standing in, in our rights. He then, the pilot then walked the length of the plane and stopped to ask if anybody had any questions. And he stopped at my wife and I, and the pilot said to us, I'm standing up for your rights. You have rights too, and I'm standing up for them. And then uh, the plane takes off. About a few days later, I get an email and a phone call. American Airlines called me to thank me for being a platinum member with them, uh, and then told me that they were no longer going to allow medical exemptions. And then pretty much... Soon after that, I don't think any airline uh, began to allow uh, medical exemptions. They just pretty much did away with them unless you're under two years old. So the next flight that we were on, leaving Colorado, we actually did get bumped up to first class because of my miles. And uh, we wore our, our, our mask on the plane, and then we began to eat and snacks and drink water and stuff. 
Um, and then uh, one, at one moment, the uh, flight attendant came up to me because I had covered my face with my hat, which was a Trump hat. Uh, I covered my entire face with my hat, and uh, the, flight, the flight attendant came up and nudged me and said, hey, you got to put your mask on even if you're sleeping. And so I put it on, then I took it off, then went back to eating and drinking. That was it. I didn't get any else, anything else. I didn't get any warnings whatsoever. And a few days later, I get an email that says I am banned from flying with American Airlines until they lift the mask mandate. End of story. Nothing, nothing else to say about it. The interesting thing about that is my wife, uh, who looks white, she's actually Portuguese, Japanese, uh, she's got obviously Caucasian in her, she was doing the exact same thing that I did, Dr. Gina. She didn't wear it the first flight in San Francisco. She took it off when I did to eat and drink and yada yada. They didn't ban her. They banned me. So I'm wondering if it's, well, this rich old white guy or white elite liberal like John Kerry, he can get away with it. Uh, mm-hmm. What's their reasoning for doing this? It's they're, they're Nazis when it comes to these masks. And uh, it's, it's, been, it's been really difficult to, to have to travel to travel anyway, but with yes. your face covered when you can't breathe and they're right on you as soon as you take it off to eat or drink. They even want you to take it off and put it back on between sips of water now. It's insane. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to leave myself out of this, but it's not a secret that uh, I also am lifetime banner on uh, American Air, and I was never given a reason why, other than they told me that because I was flying in first class, and that as I was putting my luggage away, she, she said something about, and again, I was upgraded for my, you know, not because I bought a first class ticket, but this person that supervisor that banned me apparently had a big problem with me flying in first class and I even explained to her I didn't buy a first class ticket I'm upgraded to first class sometime and in this particular instance a friend bought me a ticket <laughs> and uh, but I was putting my luggage up and I guess my mask slipped down while I was putting it up I fixed it sat back down and that was the reason that she gave me um, for initially um, saying that I needed to get off the plane and I would be banned. Um, but then she wow. kind of changed her tune as we went along, and so it was crazy. But, but you know, it's interesting to me when you do look at differences uh, in how people were treated. John Kerry is left alone. Obviously, if, if I was banned because mine slipped down while I was putting my luggage up, which is really hard to hold your mask on when you're a girl my size, putting a suitcase above my head, right? And then hold the mask on at the same time, do it one-handed. I guess I was flying alone um, to meet my husband in Colorado. Um, But, you know, it it also is interesting to me that the other people that I know who are banned, and I know a few, are either um, Trump supporters, they are black, or they are gay, openly gay, conservatives, all of the above, Trump supporters. I find that very interesting. I want you to comment on that. You've got Brandon Straka, you've got Jack Brewer, You've got David Harris Jr. You've got Gina Loudon. Um, every single one of us has one or more, fits in one or more of those pockets. So my question is, is this politically motivated? Because John Kerry doesn't fit in any one of those pockets that I know of. And um, I'm just, I can't help but look at this and ask that question. I think it absolutely 100% is politically motivated. Uh, and to me, as a person that has experienced racism, from individuals that do judge me and immediately look down on me based on the color of my skin, I gotta tell you, it feels the exact same way. When I'm wearing a hat representing my president, Donald J. Trump, and I'm looked down upon, I'm looked, uh, I'm, I'm demeaned, I'm debased. When I'm, I had a woman actually walk up to me after we landed, uh, this was after the president had just retweeted me, shared a video of mine on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. I had a woman walk up to me that I do not know 
uh, and immediately looked at me and said, you know, you'd look like you were uh, more intelligent if you took that hat off. I'm like, that's, that's, that's the same type of evil and hatred and anger that comes from real bigots. So, you know, I think there needs to be a new statute to the Constitution uh, the, pr protecting somebody based on their sex, religion, or, or race. Uh, those are protected. But us, the, we're, we're being, we're being uh, uh, discriminated against based on our political ideologies. And uh, it's, gender, it's disgusting maybe. then, or gender, and gender, absolutely. So, and it's disgusting to see somebody like Carrie, uh, who can afford his own private jet, decides to go slum it with the peasants, uh, but he's like, well, I'm going to refuse to wear a mask, and it's just he's just given a pass. It's absolutely disgusting. It's something that everybody that owns American Airlines stock should be at their next board meeting causing uh, ruckus and, uh, and let them know that we, we, we're not going to take this. We're not going to allow them to treat us this way. Uh, and that and that our voices count, our voices matter. Yeah, we just want equal treatment. I mean, as to whether you're black or white or a woman, or you have a certain political view, it shouldn't make a difference. You should be able to to fly and uh, you know and be treated the same way as as John Kerry, who doesn't fit in any of those categories. John Kerry did tweet about this. He said, "It feels like there's some St. Patrick's Day malarkey afoot on Twitter." Let's be clear: if I dropped my mask to one ear on a flight, it was momentary. I wear my mask because it saves lives and stops the spread. It's what the science tells us to do. But David, he was clearly reading a book in that picture. There's no hiding the fact that he was just hanging out maskless, and he was busted. There's no malarkey here. No, no malarkey. But that's par for the course for Democrats, for liberal elites. Uh, what's what's good for me is not good for you. You know, you have to do whatever all these rules say. And oh, there's always an excuse. He was caught. He was reading a book. He wasn't eating or drinking. There's no way that any one of us that had been banned on American Airlines. Uh, could could get away with any with anything like that with for any length of time and and it wasn't even we weren't even doing those things so it is total hypocrisy of the left uh, is disheartening that that's where our country's gone that these flight attendants that have believed the propaganda in the mainstream media uh, then want to turn around and use that for control over anybody that they see as a threat or an enemy and that's how the mainstream media and the propagandists have been tearing our country apart. And, and what, what's taking place on our airlines is, is a part of that mess. Well, you know, it'll be interesting to see what American Airlines does about this, if they are equitable in their treatment of uh, passengers or if they aren't. And uh, I'm certainly not advocating someone be kicked off a plane for momentarily taking a mask down or for having it slipped down. But if that's the standard for a, a black man or a woman or uh, a gay man or a, a political someone with a per, per certain political view shouldn't that be the standard for John Kerry and that I guess is the question David Harris thank you so much for being with us thank you Dr. Gina always a pleasure coming up we have a fake news alert from CNN that you won't believe that's next year on Dr. Gina primetime stick around Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime, and we start off this segment with a fake news alert.
Over on CNN, California Governor Gavin Newsom was caught telling a whopper. Listen. Yeah, look, I've been a strong advocate for safely getting our kids back in person for instruction. I have four young kids myself. I've been living through Zoom school and all of the challenge related to it. Yeah, we put out a detailed proposal to our legislature. It's brutal. Well, the story over at Washington Free Beacon called out the California governor with this headline. Newsom says virtual learning has been brutal, but his kids have been in school since November. Embattled California governor falsely claims he's been living through Zoom school as a parent. But uh, here with me now to discuss San Diego radio talk show host, Andrea Kay. Andrea, welcome back. Good to have you. Always good to be with you, Dr. Gina. Now, Andrea, what was he thinking? Why would another California politician, imagine that, um, you know, good enough for me, good enough for thee, or whatever the line is on that. You know, whether it's eating at a Napa Valley restaurant, like French Laundry, top restaurant really in the world, um, while they've got their constituents uh, not able to even eat out or keep their businesses open, or whatever it is, here we go again. Here is Gavin Newsom saying that he's suffering along with his constituency. Um, he's going through the virtual school rigmarole also, when indeed that was just a straight up lie. Well, yeah, we have a saying in the South. You probably heard it, Dr. Jeannie. You spent a little time in the South yourself that there's some people that would climb a tree to tell a lie, right? That's how, that's what pathological <laughs> liars they are, right? That they would literally go out of their way to tell a lie. And if that's almost at the point to where he is because he has to know that he can't make a claim like that on CNN and not have somebody left out there who hasn't been canceled yet to fact check him and put it out there. This is the same dude that got busted after shutting down restaurants and wine and you could go to pot shops, but you couldn't go to a beer, whatever the beer places are called, breweries or, or wineries. Meanwhile, Plump Jack was still open. He got busted for going to French Laundry. So you would think that he would have learned the lesson, right? But that's the depths of the cynical... Um, propaganda that they're willing to put out there and it's all about trying to hide what should be obvious to everybody at this point not just that he's a liar but look here's the thing that even if you believed initially and bought into the panic and the panic porn that Newsom and others were putting out there you have to understand at this point that the people telling you that you should be so scared that you're to that you want to cower in your homes and not have your kids going to school the people telling you that's how panicked you should be they're not panicked if he was worried, Dr. Gina, about this coronavirus, he wouldn't have been sitting nose to nose with somebody at, at French Laundry, and he wouldn't have his kids in private school. So the American people need to wise up and wake up to the psyops that uh, game that's been played on the minds and the psyches of the American people. That's the most important part right there, is if they believe the so-called science that they love to quote all the time, then they wouldn't be the ones who are, you know, walking on the stage, putting on their mask. They wouldn't be the ones that are eating in the restaurants, unconcerned, obviously, about COVID. They wouldn't be the ones that are flying on the airplanes, John Kerry, without their mask, completely unconcerned, um, knowing that the elite aren't going to get in trouble uh, like we little people will, right? They, they wouldn't be the ones making a mockery of themselves being hypocrites because if they really were fearing for their lives, first of all, they would believe the masks would work. 
which evidently mm -hmm. they don't or they'd be wearing them because I remember there was a time, I'm the biggest germaphobe under the sun, and I remember there was a time where um, back when I was worried about other things, I would travel with the mask just in case there was ever a biological weapon released when I was traveling, and especially when I traveled internationally, I would always carry a mask with me. I'm not somebody who thinks that I would never wear a mask. I just didn't buy the mask mandates here for COVID, especially once I'd already had COVID and I knew I had the antibodies and the T cells and I wasn't contagious. Why the heck was I wearing a mask? I couldn't get it, couldn't give it. Why am I breathing my own CO2 when I have read the studies on the dangers of breathing your own CO2 inside of a mask all the day, every day? And so, you know, if, if they believed it, they wouldn't be doing it. And that's the bottom line. And, and then that tells you what it's really about, Andrea. Right. And in the words of the great Judge Judy, if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. It doesn't make sense, any of the mandates, and this is why this man is about to be recalled, it, 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 because of the Californians were waking up and saying, it doesn't make sense that you could congregate in a Walmart, but you couldn't congregate in a church. It doesn't make sense yes. that you could go to a pot shop, right, but you couldn't go into a restaurant. And none of these, none of these shutdowns on top of the mask mandates and the six-foot distancing ever made any sense. Right. So the, so the Californians are like, we're, we're done with this. We're, we're done with these shutdowns. This was never backed with any data or science. It's obvious now that what this was about was this is what Marxists do. They seize upon a crisis for complete power and control. Every bit of this was about people control from the shutdowns, picking and choosing which industries that they wanted to take down and destroy, uh, as well as the masks and the distancing. And one of the specific reasons why you could congregate in a Walmart, but not in a church, because what do the Marxists want to do? They want to seize upon this crisis to, to, uh, to attack and remove, to replace God with state, right? So that's one of the reasons why our religious freedoms became so under attack with all of this. But Gavin Newsom's about to be recalled. But unfortunately, how do we recall? You're, you're the doctor, Dr. Jean. How do we recall? How do we pull out of the minds of the Americans the mindset that's now been implanted that government should be able to control our lives. Tell us where we can go, what we can do. Then we got to put a face covering, covering over our, our, our bodies. How do, how do we get the American people to push back against that and re-embrace freedom? Oh, and that's the scariest part. Uh, you know, there's a Norwegian, Norwegian uh, psychologist I quoted on the show, it was yesterday or the day before, who said that that's what this was all about. This was one big test to, to test the obedience of people uh, across the world to see if they will comply with uh, totalitarianism. And I, I think we have our answer, sadly, in a lot of places. Um, and you're absolutely right. That is the scariest question. But the problem is that you know, the, the ramifications psychologically, as you mentioned, and that's what my, where my PhD is, is in, in human and organizational development, human behavior, um, it, it will, time will tell. Time will tell if people bounce back and reclaim their freedom and go back to a day where they were critical thinkers um, or not. It, will they count the death tolls from the drugs, from uh, you know, missing tests, uh, medical tests, from um, not to mention the suicides, uh, all of those things. Will they count those as deaths or are they just going to count um, the deaths that they're told about. It's going to be interesting. All right. I want to pause and I want to have some fun with you. It is time for our meme of the day and we get to do it with Andrea. Here we go.
We have some freedom-loving Americans having a great time at a 4th of July cookout and looking on in horror is a left-wing fanatic in a plastic protective outdoor COVID covering with his mask on. And the crazy lefty says, get a look at those guys. What freaks. <laughs> and you know, Andrea, this is actually not so far-fetched. We have kids going to band practice like this. I've seen photos of this. This is actually not that far-fetched. Well, it's actually not that bad of an idea because, first of all, if you've got to do, follow this inclusive thing and invite the libtard friends or, or family that you have, you know, <laughs> go ahead and invite them and then you can set them over in their little self-containment area, right? And they can sit inside their little self-containment bubble. They can double mask. And while they're at it, I suggest that they put on one of those, uh, that the astronauts use one of the astronaut diapers because clearly they're not going to want to use my restaurant, in, uh, my, my restroom in my house, Good right? Point. They're not going to want to use my bathroom. And maybe this is exactly. actually the solution for all of it. Hey, you liberals, you know, here's, here's the solution. We freedom loving people that aren't scared, you know, to leave our homes. Uh, we'll go about our lives and you're free to, yeah. you know, surround yourself in one of these little self-containment things. You can do that. Or you can put armholes out to it like the on. Uh, lost in space right the little, the little yeah dude you know they can they can all just they can all just get the the hazard suits hazmat suits and and they can walk around in those and i'm just fine with that as long as you give me my freedom andrea k thank you for being with us tonight <laughs> thanks for having me and thanks to you for joining me tonight and every night. Thanks to everyone here at your new home for real news, RAV TV, Real America's Voice. Live from Studio 6B is up next with Damon and the crew. Don't forget to hug your children. Love your God. You go boldly now and live the truth.